Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome, everyone. This is the Sonic Society, number 701. I am Jack Ward, and we are the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama. Beside me, I have my co-host, who is the most, David Alt. Good morning, David. How are you? (laughs) I'm quite tired. Uh, Yesterday, I drove back from uh, Iona in the west of Scotland, uh, just a mere 300 miles, which, uh, as we were talking off air before before we sat down at the mics and made them hot... You were saying that uh, 300 miles is, is pretty much the end of the earth. And it is. It really, really is. It's it's always funny when we've done no sleep tours and uh, people would say, oh, yeah, well, I, I drove for, for 10 hours to come and see. And you just think, what? You you, you drove for how long? 10 hours? Well, that, that, that'll get you from one end of our country to the other. How yeah, do you I, do that? I don't that? know if I ever told um, you the story, but when I was a kid, we had a couple of teens come on billet to our house band they transfer back and forth between countries and they came from england both of them and one of the times and this was in ontario and you know you've been in ontario and the one of the gents said well i think i'll just jump on the train and go visit my grandmother in victoria <laughs> and and be back for dinner for those people who don't know that's a five-day journey one way on the train <laughs> and that's not even getting you to victoria because then you have to take a ferry to get yes. into victoria because that's on an island outside of that have you been to vancouver you've been on the west coast i have not been to the west coast of canada no the closest i've been is seattle oh my goodness well that is close i'll yeah. give you that that is not too far away it's only a couple hundred miles away from vancouver but yeah at least i didn't say the closest i've been is las vegas or something that's like that, right. that would, uh... or boston or something like that <laughs> which is nowhere near <laughs> it's funny because you know people in canada they sort of joke about people in america and how many different states they have it's sort of you rub your nose while you're shifting gears and you're in a new state. And that's like how it is. I, I definitely New England, yes. yes. But having having driven right across Texas from one side yes. to the other or, or in one day and still not leaving Texas. That's right. Texas and California oh. are, are two exceptions. Yes, so yes. That's right. <laughs> and I, I really think there's too much Oklahoma for everyone's benefit. That's right, except for the musical. But other than that, <laughs> that's all I can think of whenever somebody says Oklahoma. So there you mm, go. Yes. But this is, we have a little bit of time today and I wanted to catch up since this is actually Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. We're going to have ah. on on uh, today, 
today i was gonna say sunday but it is sunday today it is indeed my weeks have just all rammed together so (laughs) yes we are going to uh i'm going over to my sisters and all Mm -hmm. my sons are going to be there which i i think oh that's brilliant and uh, hooray please send them my best i will and uh my sister gwen and her boys i think only one of the boys will be there but uh, and my parents left back for Ontario last week, so they won't be there for that. But they're coming back next month for our early ward Christmas, as you well know. Ah, of course, so yes, yes. Uh, they decided they needed to go and see their apartment, which they haven't seen in about nine months. since. <laughs> so oh no, have they been locked down? Well, yeah, the Ontario was locked down, and Nova Scotia has been tightened up, but it's it's loosening up right now. But uh, was tightened up, but not locked down like Ontario was, and everything mm, was cr- mm. pretty crazy in Ontario for the last little bit. So I know mm. Rob Patterson's uh, pretty anxious about what's going on in on- Ontario, and you know Rob mm. from Kung Fu Action Theater. I do days. indeed. Yes, yes, I do. I, and it's funny when I did Project Audion and with Sherlock Holmes with Larry Groby. There is obviously some someone on Twitter who is out there collecting the various people who play Sherlock Holmes. Oh, really? And so that I saw a tweet saying, ah. David Old uh, has now played Sherlock Holmes in Kung Fu Action Theater 2010 and Project Audion 2021. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I would be looking yes. around to see if there's a spyglass coming into my window at this point. <laughs> now it makes yes. me want to play Sherlock Holmes just so I can be on the same list with David Alt. That's amazing. Oh, you you always get top billing in the Sonic Society, oh, Jack. Well, thank you. It's one of the perks of having built the damn place myself. <laughs> well, exactly, <yes. laughs> so. I must say, some uh, really great stuff is happening. As you know, Transcontinental Terror began on the Sonic yes. Society. Mm-hmm. And it's got its own billing this year, as it did last year through Mutual. Mm-hmm. Mutual has mm-hmm. been doing them. And we're having a ton. I just heard your introductory speech for Sunday's showcase. And we have six shows coming up right after. We we, we do indeed. How, or sorry, how have four you got... shows of, of Transcontinental Terror. That's right. So. <laughs> How have you got some sort of microphone hooked up in my penthouse suite so that you can hear when, or was it you that sent the lift up? I sent the lift up and there's intercoms Uh, everywhere. I need to know exactly when you're done so I can send the lift up to to stop too much over chatting of the intro. That's (laughs) true. You thought it was all done by magic. There you go. Uh, I, I am under that impression most of the time. I like to think that there is plenty of magic in the world there is indeed now uh back to transcontinental terror another Mm. really exciting (laughs) thing i don't know if you had a chance to listen to it but i sent it off on friday we just got our contribution to transcontinental terror which is my adaptation of monkey's paw yes yes i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet because i was in a remote scottish island right but i certainly will do yes and you play the sergeant major in that lovely piece which is a lot of fun by ah, W.W. Yes. Jacobs, the original short story of horror. Mm-hmm. I'm really mm-hmm. pleased with it. And Austin Beach did the production, and we have Joe Stoffko in it, and Sharon Grunwald, and Jeffrey Billard, and Lothar Talpin, and it's just, it's a great, great group of people to, yeah. to do an audio drama with. And so that, I believe, will be on the final week of Transcontinental Terror, and we're lucky to have five weeks of October. I know! Isn't it great? And speaking of which, last night... No, again, my times are off. (laughs) Friday night, when I got home from school, I ended up uh, meeting up with a gent from... Two guys from Reimagined Theatre over on the West Coast. And we've had some conversations, and they have... They're all in for 
Mutual. We're going to be having all of their shows on there, and they do yes. incredible stuff. And mm-hmm. they are ending off our Sonic Society October month by providing for us their most recent release and reimagined and changed up second act of the classic War of the Worlds, which will be oh. one day late from the original Orson Welles October 30th World Audio Drama Day, but on <laughs> Halloween, which is perfect oh, for us. So yes, very excited. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. And uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll just be interviewing them to record them for Sonic Speaks. I haven't been able to do an awful lot of Sonic Speaks lately because, uh, well, school and my master's has been taking precedence lately. Yes. So, uh, just just remind everyone what your master's is in. Getting a master's is, is a win-win-win for me in many ways. So it's been a mm. long time since I've been back to university, so I was excited. But it will, you know, give me a little boost in, in my finances. It'll help me with my pension. But m- more off, it'll help me... Uh, make a sort of a lateral move out of the classroom and into working specifically with English as second language or English as additional Mm -hmm. language students. So I've been, I'm taking two courses right now, which is really, really a lot of work. One as as if you didn't have enough to do, Jack. That's what I've been told. So I have, (laughs) yes, I think I've told you on many occasions. I'm even considering taking three next semester. So we'll see. Cause I, I I have to get 10 court credits and the faster I get this done, the happier I am. Oh, I see. Right. Yes. There's the one I'm doing right now is called, it's called seminar. uh, So it's a TESOL, which is the name of the the thing in research. So I'm Mm. doing some interesting stuff on research and looking up and research and AMA styles and all that stuff. I'm used to the MLA style of stuff. So AMA has me a little freak because I'm not not used to it yet, but we'll see there. You're sending jargon my way, and usually I'm able to bat these things off, but uh, AMA to me means ask me anything. Okay, so AMA is, I thought for sure you would have known that, because it's the format they require you to put uh, essays and such in. So what's the format that that you would have put your dissertation in? Like when you're talking about references, and we're talking about footnotes, and we're talking about how to put a title page together and all that kind of stuff. There's a certain style format, right? Yes, I, I. It's it's been uh, almost twenty years since I did my masters, so it's, it's been a while, right? Uh, so, and that's the same yeah. thing for me, and so it, that's why it's it's so unnerving. Mm. I am interested though because I am I, I'm going to try to be able to do because I don't have to write a whole research paper, but I do have to put together sort of a. Um, a list right so i have to put together a reading mm-hmm. list is what they call it and it's kind of like a bibliography of a bunch of different important papers and i'm going to try okay. to focus on what are the benefits of an english as an additional language learner what do they get as a benefit if they try to listen to an audio drama ah. so to learn english so i thought wouldn't it be fun if i if down the road one of the things i did for my courses was to write a comedic audio drama specifically to help English language learners with an English language learner as as the central hero. Oh, you could do a lot of wonderful um, comedy with homophones and homonyms and things like that. Exactly, right? A lot of misunderstandings in the way people pronounce things and all that kind of stuff. So it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, There was a really good old time radio show back in the day called My Life with Luigi. And it's the only one that I can <laughs> think of, and it's uh, or li- not not my life, just life with Luigi, because it was Luigi himself. Hmm. He was Italian extract, and he was uh, writing back home to his mother in Italy all the time. So that was sort of the narration that held everything together. Mm. And part of his 
his life in New York, I think it was New York City, was he went to an ESL kind of class and tried to learn how to be an American. And so there were all these different ethnic people <laughs> all around and they were having a lot of fun with stuff. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to do something like that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what I can come up with. I have I have some ideas and, and stuff, but that's somewhere down the line, of course. Right now, I've got to get that, my, my research done. And I, the other one I'm doing is linguistics. And I have the uh, incredible opportunity to sit down with a couple of international students from my school. And I buy them lunch once a week. And I record them for about an hour. And I have to record, I have to get six hours worth of discussion with them, of which I've got to render into uh, journals so that uh, that's one of my major assignments that I have to do for the linguistics class. It's not the only one, of course, but it's one of them. So I'm working on that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of time. It's time consuming. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of textbook mm-hmm. reading. You know what it's like to read, you know, mm-hmm. chapters after chapters. Mm-hmm. Of course, you do it for <laughs> for pay as an as an audiobook person. So I I, I do indeed. Yes. So they uh, learn a lot but, that way. Um, right? Yeah, it, it's it's a good way to get me to read. <laughs> 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 you don't read very often you're on on your own that way uh well i'm i'm actually getting into it more i um i've been sort of sitting myself down and and getting books that i'm interested in oh, and nice. starting to starting to read again so well, that, yes as an english teacher that brings up a lot of joy in my heart for it. oh good <laughs> <laughs> so after transcontinental terror of course we're going to start looking at our holiday season for december so mm. um if i have a chance to finish off a script or two from that i'm going to hopefully get that put together for december and Mm -hmm. uh, there are other um companies that are jumping on board i had some really good conversation with a gent from arkansas radio which honestly is what today's show is about and and so Uh uh, maybe maybe we i'd want to hear before we talk about today though i want to (laughs) hear if there's something special going on with no sleep this uh yes well we've just finished uh so last last sunday we finished as October began, <laughs> uh, we we finished season sixteen, and now we are mo- we're we're spending some time over the October season, shifting over to season seventeen, which has the subtitle of the season of the witch. Wow! Uh, whether that is for season seventeen or just for the October season, I am. Well, I'll just remain mysterious about it because it's been remained mysterious for me. Um, but uh, yeah, so season, season 17 will be starting uh, on probably either on Halloween or the week. I think it's the week after. I think it's going to be uh, on my shirt sometime. It's easy to be an enigmatic when you don't know anything. Exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. And because I mentioned uh, Arkansas Radio Theatre, this week we have Concealed Carry. Aha, yes. Arkansas Radio Theatre is another great student-run project, much like Red Hawk Radio. Concealed Carry is a new kind of superhero whose power is, as I mentioned earlier, disguise, whose skill is a facility with makeup, and whose secret weapon is a purse full of cosmetics. She lives in Hanging Basket, Arkansas, where she battles such villains as the Litterbug, the Jaywalker, and the Businessman. By day, she presents herself as Kathy Lee Linker, a mild-mannered beauty professional who is raising a teenage niece and dating a good-for-nothing man. And Concealed Carry begins right here. On the Sonic Society. All of us have talents. Many are reluctant to use them. One such person is Kathy Lee Linker, or as the world will soon know her, Concealed Carry. 
crime's worst enemy. You are listening to the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's show is the pilot episode of an ongoing action-adventure series, Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter. It was created by David J. Eshelman, founder and artistic director of the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's installments were written and directed by Dr. Eshelman. Sam Brushears is recording technician, Sheldon Slinkard is post-production assistant, and Brooke Davison, director's assistant. In tonight's episode, the pilot episode, we learn the origin of Concealed Carrie, and we listen as she battles the society woman. Concealed Carrie features the following performers. Brooke Davison, Justin Garton, Joe Hodge Cook, Siriana Linker, Katie Morgan, Natasha Rackley, Jane Sewell, and William Boyster, with Emily Jenkins as Concealed Carrie. I'm Alex Throckeld, your narrator. And now, on to our show. Installment number one, A New Job. Our story begins in a small town in Arkansas. It is 10 o'clock in the morning outside the wig and makeup store. A young woman, Kathy Lee Linker, is talking to her teenage niece. Aunt Kath, you've got to go in. If you don't get a job, then how will I afford my new phone? I can't do makeup again. But you have to. You promised my mama on her deathbed. Kathy Lee thinks back to that fateful day. Sister, you must raise my daughter. Give her everything she wants. Everything she wants. Tears fill Kathy Lee's eyes. Crying won't get me a phone. Your mother would want me to work. She puts her hand to the door, then quickly pulls away. But makeup? You're not good at nothing else. Just then, fate intervenes as the manager of the wig and makeup store comes flying out. Makeup emergency! Makeup emergency! Won't somebody help me? My aunt knows beauty products. Shush, Brittany! She made me up pretty for the sophomore dance. Won't you help me? Please, I beg you! Kathy Lee notices the woman's face. Makeup drips like a melted candle. Ugh! What happened? I was doing my makeup this morning while I was making chicken and dumplings. And I must have got things mixed up. Instead of foundation, I used Crisco. Oh. People won't buy cosmetics from a face like this. Help! Help! Just calm down. With some cold cream and a new coat of base, you'll look just fine. With trepidation, Kathy Lee Linker walks into the wig and makeup store, not knowing that destiny is ushering her in. With superhuman speed, she rinses the nightmarish residue off the woman's countenance and begins to rebuild her face. I always use Supple Smiles brand. What shade? Nude Vamp. Oh, that's not right for you. I'm a beauty professional. I wouldn't have known it ten minutes ago. Brittany, hand me my purse. From out of the unwieldy patchwork bag, Kathy Lee pulls out a slew of items... Tweezers, scissors, nail files, hair extensions, lipsticks, mascara bottles, crimpers, curlers, relaxers, and finally makeup. Bottles of the stuff. Like a scientist in a lab, Kathy Lee makes her selection. We'll use this shade. Librarian's Secret. It's more subtle. But... Before the store manager can respond, Kathy Lee's limbs are a frantic haze as she transmutes her subject into a vision of loveliness. There. Here's a mirror... I look nothing like me. How dare you? How dare you? You see, Brittany, 
Makeup and me? It's not meant to be. Suddenly the door opens. Ding dong. It's a man. You want the gun shop next door? No, it's you I want. What? Another man walks in. And another. Ding dong. Ding dong. Your skin is flawless. I love you. I'm a married woman. Get out now. Shoo! The door closes. Give me back that mirror. Say, my hair color looks almost natural. Highlights. My skin tags? Removed. My unsightly mole? Concealed. Like a five o'clock shadow, it kept coming back. It has been vanquished. You really are something. Would you like a job? A job? Me? Doing makeup? It's too much. Without warning, Kathy Lee bursts into tears and runs out of the store. What's her problem? I'll go see. Will Kathy Lee Linker accept the job at the wig and makeup store? Why is she so afraid of makeup? Will Brittany ever get her new phone? Find out in the next installment. You are listening to the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's show is the pilot episode of Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter. It features the following performers, Siriana Linker as the store manager and Katie Morgan as Brittany. And now for our second installment, The Origin of Concealed Carry. Kathy Lee Linker runs frantically from the wig and makeup store. There, in a ditch behind, she falls into a heap. Makeup? Why makeup? She feels the mascara run down her face. She pulls out a small mirror and a tissue and dabs the sorrow away. She glares at the colors on her Kleenex. You! Her mind falls into a reverie. For it was not so long ago that Kathy Lee Linker and makeup were intimately connected. After high school, she joined up with a passing film company. Hey, man, you got a job? That depends, babe. You do makeup? Do I ever. We're filming a zombie apocalypse movie. You think you can make up a bunch of extras to look like the living dad? Sure thing, man. Kathy Lee had always excelled at the concealing arts. In high school, her lion makeup had made a cowardly audience run in terror. But could she do the living dead? She toiled and toiled day and night in her workshed laboratory, developing new ways of creating sores, new means of simulating necrosis. When she finally finished her work, she had really outdone herself. Those extras creep me out. Amazing, Kathy Lee. I never saw anything like it. The film crew wasn't alone. When the zombie horde marched through town on their way to the chute, the residents thought it was a real attack. Look, Fred, it's zombies. Bash them in the head! Bash them in the head! Townspeople came out in droves with shovels and torches. Bash! 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 The extras never had a chance. Guys, they're not real! Stop! It's a terrible mistake! Get that zombie, Fred! He's still standing! Bash! When the bloodbath was over, the carnage was indescribable. Kathy Lee searched the wreckage for the movie producer. I'm... I'm sorry... I was stabbed with a trowel, so I, like, don't have long to live. But before I die, I want you to know, Kathy Lee Linker, this is all your fault. You did this. Your fault. I'll never do makeup again. Kathy Lee's reverie ends. 
She is again the tearful, twitching heap in a ditch behind the wig and makeup store. Suddenly, an old woman with big Romanian earrings comes up to her. I see that you are having the trouble. The trouble with makeup? How do you... The great Zazaza knows everything. I will tell you your fortune, but first, do something about these age spots. Uncertainly, Kathy Lee digs through her patchwork bag. She pulls out boxes of supplies. I feel I must do your makeup. Something compels me. Kathy Lee buffs and polishes while the strange woman goes into a trance. I see everything. The job offer and the experience with the undead. But this is my message for you. The past is awful, but you must turn the tragedy into the something good. Really? The tulips of good must bloom from the plane of evil. Should I take the job? Yeah, and, and maybe fight crime too. Huh? I'll go back to the wig and makeup store and accept that job. Thank you, strange woman. Thank you. You have turned this wizard hag into the hot number. Come and get me, boys. Look at her, fellas. She's mine. Not if I can help it. Watch it, means There's plenty of zazaza to go around. The makeover has taken years off the strange woman's age. She saunters off happily with a strapping man in each arm. The teenage Brittany comes around the corner from the store. Aunt Kath, why did you run away? Never mind. I'm going back to that store and I'm going to take that job. Her courage plucked up, woman and niece return to the wig and makeup store. And to destiny. You are listening to the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's show is the pilot episode of Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter. It features the following performers. Joe Hodgecook and Natasha Rackley. With Emily Jenkins as Concealed Carry. I am Alex Throckeld, the narrator. And now for our third installment, Enter the Society Woman. Our heroine, Kathy Lee Linker, has been working at the Wigan Makeup Store for about a month now. She has helped many women find their beauty and has sold many expensive purses on the side. Kathy Lee, you have turned this store into the home of the miracle makeover. Yeah, Aunt Kath. This place is all over the social media. There were like 15 twoots today. 15 twoots? And you know this thanks to your new phone, huh, Brittany? Yeah, Kath. Thanks. Why is your niece here? She's my apprentice, huh, Britt? I'm teaching her the tricks of the trade. Oh, no. Here comes Miss Beulah Barnes. Kathy Lee, you take care of her. She always tries to get me to join her bridge club. The door opens. Ding dong. And the floor echoes with the thump of a cane on tile. Thump. Thump. Enter Mrs. Barnes, a woman in her mid-eighties, head of most of the town's social clubs. May I help you? No, thank you, sweetie. I would prefer to deal with that older woman. Thump, thump, thump. Miss Barnes, what do you need today? I think that my wigs look a touch ready. I'd like all new ones. Right away, ma'am. Kathy Lee, the wigs? I'll do it. And young Brittany whizzes off. While we wait, we'll sit and have a chinwag. I'd better help Brittany. We all have a chinwag. 
Connie, I was wondering if you've changed your mind about Bridge Club. I've told you a dozen times, Miss Barnes. Bridge makes me nervous. All the contracts and dummies. I thought you might say that. Have you noticed my new brooch? I got it from a foreign woman in a ditch. Huh? What? As the store manager stares into the gigantic green gym, its colors start to change and begin swirling within the stone like waters in a whirlpool. Yes, honey lamb. Look deeply into my brooch. It's mesmerizing, isn't it? What's happening? Connie can't take her eyes off of it. It's the loveliest jewel I've ever seen. Now you'll join my bridge club, won't you, sweetie? I love bridge. North, south, east, west. Thursday night in my house by the lake. See you then. Mrs. Barnes' cane clinks against the tile as she makes her way out. Thump, thump. Here are the wigs. Where did the old lady go? Brittany, it was the weirdest thing. She and Connie were talking, and and suddenly it was like Connie was hypnotized. She's joined Miss Barnes' bridge club. But I thought you hated bridge. Where's the paper? I need to bone up on the bridge column. Weird. I'm going to investigate. I'll be back. Brittany will help while I'm gone. Kathy Lee zips out onto the street. Luckily, Beulah Barnes is only going to the donut shop across the way, and she is a slow walker. Could she be any slower? Is someone trailing me? Hmm. Whew! I hid behind this crate myrtle just in time. Mrs. Barnes walks into the donut shop and sees a lady she knows. Surely, mind if I sit with you, Beulah? Kathy Lee sneaks in and surreptitiously orders a bear claw. I was just coming from the wig and makeup store. What are you reading? It's an inspirational novel about a Puritan woman who loves her husband and loves the Lord. I thought maybe it was that colorful romance all the housewives are reading. The other woman's cheeks turn red. Oh, that book is too steamy for me. Everyone is reading it. We'll discuss it next Tuesday in my book club. Well, the only steam I like is in my coffee. Why don't you admire my brooch? The other woman's eyes find the jewelry, and the scene becomes an eerie repeat of what happened in the wig and makeup store. Kathy Lee chokes on her bear claw in horror. Ah, there's something about that pin. The club meets at the bistro. You'll be there, won't you, Shirley? Mrs. Barnes hands her a copy of this week's read. Definitely, unless I'm hexed up from that seamy reading. <laughs> And as ominously as she entered, Beulah Barnes plods her way out. Thump. Kathy Lee's jaw drops in disbelief. What's going on, ma'am? I just joined a book club. But you don't like. Perplex, Miss Linker makes for the door. I've got to do more investigating. She pokes her head out of the donut shop and follows the slow-moving eighty-year-old. The woman surprises Kathleen by heading toward a gym for powerlifters, or what used to be a gym for powerlifters before it closed six months ago. Mrs. Barnes knocks at the door. What's the password? Let me in, or I'll break your bony neck. 
I'm sorry, Beulah. I didn't know. And the old woman disappears within. The windows are all blacked out. Have to see what's inside. Kathy Lee climbs up to a high aperture. Perched on the ledge, she digs through her seemingly bottomless purse. Aha! She pulls out a pry bar. If I can just jimmy this window open. Plop! She falls through into the building. Luckily, she lands on some mats behind a pile of sandbags. What was that? Some, some dogs out back. When the coast is clear, Kathy Lee lifts her head. What she sees shocks her. Old ladies punching bags, jumping rope, lifting dumbbells. Even Mrs. Barnes is annihilating a boxer's dummy with her cane. Take that! Ah! So many seniors, and they're all so fit. It's time to get this show on the road. As Mrs. Barnes rises to speak, a team of ladies drapes her with special ceremonial garments. I call to order the 447th meeting of the Society Club. The Society Club? The town's most elite group? I'm out of my depth. With all eyes on Mrs. Barnes, Kathy Lee scrambles back up to the high window. But her ears prick up at what she hears. For 37 years we have met once a month. We used to exchange recipes and listen to speakers, but now our mission has changed. The other women just stare, like they're her slaves. Starting now, our mission is crime. Crime committed by you, my minions. We start Sunday. While everyone is at church, we shall sneak into their houses and steal their wigs. No wonder she didn't buy any wigs at the store. She's going to steal them. You will commit these crimes, my dears, because I say so. And soon the entire town will quake at my name, for I am the Society Woman. A shaft of light illuminates Beulah Barnes. She is no longer just a senior citizen, but now she is a senior supervillain with a powder blue cape and a mask that looks like cat's eyeglasses. Her gray curls are swept back into a hellish dew. She lifts her gold cane aloft. And her amazing brooch, affixed to the front of her cape, glows and swirls. The other women, those who are able, fall to their knees. <laughs> Plop! Kathy Lee Linker jumps from the window to the soft grass below. It's horrible! The society woman? The wigs? Somebody must stop her. But who? The strange foreign woman with Romanian earrings passes by. Maybe you should do it. Really? You think? Turn the tragedy into the good. But... but how? The other woman looks knowingly. Kathy Lee breaks into tears and runs back to the wig and makeup store. Will she stop the society woman and her crew of elderly hench ladies? Will the town ever be safe? And what of Kathy Lee Linker's destiny? Stay tuned in to find out. You are listening to the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's show is the pilot episode of Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter. It features the following performers, Brooke Davison, Justin Garden, and William Voister, with Jane Sewell as the society woman. And now for our fourth installment, Concealed Carry is Born. That night, Kathy Lee Linker considers the day's events. Her boyfriend, a handsome but apathetic young man named Boyce, walks in. 
You got anything to eat? I got ten minutes. Boys, you're a police officer. Part-time. Could be full-time if I got some training, but I don't know. If you knew a crime would take place, what would you do? Report it. You got those microwavable pockets? Ah, uh, here they are. A terrible crime is going to be committed by someone called the Society Woman. She and some other ladies are going to sneak into people's houses and steal their wigs. Yeah, terrible. I'm serious. Take me seriously. I know what this is about. You want us to get married and move in together. Well, that would be nice. When I go full-time, Sugar Pop, and maybe after I buy a boat, then we'll see if we have time for marriage. And whatever else. Now give me a kiss. Brittany, Kathy Lee's spunky niece walks in. Hi, boys. She's still here? Let's see. My mom didn't come back from the dead yet. So, yeah, I'm still here. Great. I'm gone. And Boyce drives away. I don't know why I love him. He's a loser. Don't say that about your uncle. If he weren't my uncle, I wouldn't. Well, enough. Brittany, a crime is about to be committed, and I have to figure out what to do. Kathy Lee tells her niece all about the society woman and her nefarious plot. You've got to stop her, Aunt Kath. I can't go to the police. They'll laugh at me like boys. If only you were a superhero. That's silly. A real Arkansas crime fighter. Hey, maybe you're right. You know that odd foreign woman who shows up all the time? Well, she told me I should turn my tragedy into good. What tragedy? The movies and the zombies. That was like two years ago. Get over it. I will. By fighting crime. You need a special power. I'm not good at anything but makeup. That's it. Makeup is your special power, Aunt Kath. Huh? You can clear a high school auditorium. You can fake a zombie apocalypse. I can make an aging woman feel desirable. Maybe that is a power. Can you use it on yourself? Sure. You know how old I am? Twenty-something? I'll whisper to you. <gasps> no way. And you know what color my eyes are? They're blue. Brown. I just apply a metallic sealer under my upper lashes. It catches the subtle blue tones in my lip liner, magnifies them, and reflects them in my eyes. See, if I cover my lashes... Hmm. Brown as mud. You're a genius, Aunt Kath. I'll disguise myself, infiltrate gangs, and stop crimes as they happen. You need a name. The cover girl? It's copyrighted. The makeup maid? Who's a maid anymore? Some of us, regrettably. But let's forget the name for now. Superheroes also need weapons. There's a whole arsenal in my purse. Twist ties, tools, sprays, not to mention makeup. Liners, shadows, concealers. That's it. You should call yourself Concealed Carry. Like the gun permit? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds dangerous, yet law-abiding. But my name's not Carrie. Shouldn't it be Concealed Kathy? You want to hide your identity, right? Concealed Carrie it is. And that night, Concealed Carrie, Diamond State Crime Fighter, was born. Evildoers, beware.
Well, I need to work on this week's disguise so I can blend in with a society club. Will you be my sidekick? Sidekicks are whack. But I'll help you. Let me turn off my phone. So, Kathy Lee Linker and her niece Brittany meet Destiny head-on and spit in her nasty face. And thus begins the flurry of preparations to get concealed carry ready for the world. But will this new superhero be any match for the likes of the society woman? Find out in the next installment. You are listening to the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's show is the pilot episode of Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter. It features the following performers. Katie Morgan as Brittany, Justin Garten as Boyce, and Emily Jenkins in the title role. And now for our final installment, Concealed Carry versus The Society Woman. It is Sunday morning. The town is quiet, with most folks off at church, unaware that mayhem lurks. A car pulls into a sunlit driveway. A sixty-something-year-old woman, in her Sunday best, gets out. You look fine, Betty. My wig is covered with powdered sugar, Howard. Covered from that donut you were eating. I don't know why you have to snort and laugh so at Bill's jokes. They're not funny. You look good. I will when I've switched my wig. You stay in the car and keep the engine running. We'll be back before the sermon is over. But nothing is so simple on a Sunday of horrors. For in her closet, the woman finds... All my wigs are gone? Ah! Who would do such a thing? It was I, the society woman. Soon all the wigs in town will be mine and mine alone. No one can hear you scream. Ah! Ah! I'll rough you up with my cane just a little. Then I'll lock you in your pantry. Villain? I suppose I am, but I'll have nice hair. And the society woman finishes the dastardly theft. Elsewhere, in the small house Kathy Lee Linker rents, she is gearing up for a day of crime fighting. Her teenage niece, Brittany, sits at the breakfast table. But where is Kathy Lee? A silver-headed senior has taken her place. Do you like Concealed Carrie's first disguise? I keep forgetting it's you. You've done such a good job. Especially the bingo sweater. My favorite touch. Knock, knock. Someone's at the door. That must be Boyce. You've got to hide. Why? He's too dumb. He'll ruin everything. Brittany, get in the bathroom. Brittany pushes her aunt in. Slam! Just as Boyce, in his policeman's uniform, strolls in. Hey, jerk. Where's your aunt? Brittany leans against the door to keep it shut. I'm in the bathroom! Whatever. Got any of those breakfast sandwiches? I ate them all. Oh, well. Later, Kathy Lee. You working today, boys? Yeah. Promise me something. If you hear of any crimes this morning, take them serious, okay? The town really needs you. Protect and serve. Enough said. Bye, Kathy Lee. Later, loser. And Boyce drives away. Inside his car, he receives a radio message from the dispatcher. We have a theft of property. Lady reporting stolen wigs. I don't have time for this. He turns off the police radio and keeps driving. Moments later, Kathy Lee Linker, now concealed carry, costumed as a senior, shows up at the former powerlifting gym the current home of the Criminal Society Club. 
Women from all over are converging. The gray heads, white heads, with some burgundies and blondes mixed in, plod slowly toward the wicked headquarters. I've never seen so many women of a certain age, all bent on burglary. Must go. The society woman has summoned. Connie, is that you? Concealed Carrie recognizes her boss from the wig and makeup store. Do I know you? Sure, it's. But she stops herself before she reveals her true identity. Your voice—it's familiar. But surely you've never seen me. No, but a friend of the society woman is a friend of mine. The march of the malefactors ends at the old gym. With all her minions gathered, the society woman flounces her blue cape and waves her cane. Hear me! Our day of villainy has begun. Soon, all the wigs will belong to me. Wait a minute! Why am I here? My daughter is visiting from out of state. I am your daughter. I am your everything. She is full of herself. Perhaps you need another dose of my glorious brooch. Look at it. Look. She displays her hypnotic jewel to the throng. If I look at that brooch, I'll become her slave. Luckily, I foresaw this trouble and painted my eyelids like open eyes. That way, I can close them, and the society woman will never be the wiser. The colors on the brooch swirl. The women become more zombie-like, all but concealed Carrie. The society woman notices Carrie's strange eyes. I like this one here. She doesn't even blink. Thank you, master. And now we begin. I did a practice theft this morning. I stole wigs from that uppity Myrna Price. We'll see who's uppity now. Onward to the rest of the town. The society woman gives orders, and the hordes of retirees march into the street. You east, you north, you west, you south. The society woman grabs Carrie. You with me. I like your look. The women act fast, pilfering wig after wig. I never guessed the greatest generation can move so quickly. A woman struggles forward, weighted by a hundred hairpieces. Can't carry these any longer. She falls to the ground. Help the wigs! I'm suffocating. Connie. It is the manager from the store where Carrie's alter ego works by day. She acts fast and rushes to assist. Let her die. Save the wigs. But Carrie ignores the society woman and unearths her friend. Woman, I don't know. You saved my life, but you've damaged the hair. I ought to. But before the society woman can finish her threat, the police come racing in. Woo woo! If you recall, the society woman locked the lady in the pantry, but did nothing about the husband in the car. That's her. That's the one who stole my wigs. You're all under arrest. But there were so many of them. Scatter, ladies! Without a moment's hesitation, the diabolical golden agers run this way and that. They'll never catch me in the melee. Got to get the society woman before she escapes. But before our heroine can nab the archvillainess, she is grabbed by a familiar hand. Hold it, ma'am! Carrie recognizes her lunk-headed boyfriend. Boys. You'll ruin everything. You're under arrest. It's the society.
pretty woman you want, and she's getting away. Tell it to the judge. Has Concealed Carry failed at her calling so soon? Suddenly, she gets an idea. Officer, if you don't mind, I'd like to powder my face before you arrest me. My complexion is dewy. Whatever. Carrie pulls out a box of powder from her purse. But rather than apply it, she blows it into Boyce's eyes. Hey! <coughs> Come back here! But Carrie is far away. She arrives just in time to corner the society woman behind the donut shop. I made it! Not so fast, society woman. Who are you? You can call me Concealed Carrie, Diamond State Crime Fighter. We'll see what my brooch has to say about that. The society woman whips aside her powder blue cape and displays her hypnotic pin. Our heroine again is prepared, though. She closes her eyes tight, holds up her hands, and allows the metallic glitter in her nail polish to reflect back the gym's beams. Hypnotize this, society woman. But Carrie's actions have no effect. Ha <laughs> ha! The brooch doesn't work because I'm due for cataract surgery. I can't see clearly. Yeah? Well... At that moment, Boyce arrives. You're both under arrest. Move it, bud. This is a job for concealed carry. Not to be beaten, our heroine pulls out her secret weapon, vanishing cream. Not vanishing cream. I paid good money for that brooch. That's what your victims say. About their wigs. And before she could stop it, the society woman finds her precious jewel doused in citrus-smelling ooze. It slowly melts into nothing. My social standing! My wonderful power! But it's too late. The brooch is gone and the spell broken. Attracted by the noise, the erstwhile hench ladies come to see their former leader's distress. They hiss at her. I never cared about your book club. I hate bridge. You stink! The sighty woman glares with bootless anger. At this point, Boyce calls the police over. Hey guys, look what I did. I caught the society woman. Good job, son. Carrie slips slyly away. I should be offended at Boyce stealing my thunder, but this gives me a chance to escape. The police debate about what to do. We can't arrest all these women, can we? We'll just have them return the wigs and we'll forget this ever happened. Uh, what about the society woman? Don't worry, boys. I've learned my lesson. From now on, I'll earn my friends the old-fashioned way. By having fine possessions, and by throwing splendid parties, and by spreading vicious gossip. But she's going to jail? Not so, Sonny. I have a doctor's note. Too old for prison. And the society woman, alternately known as Beulah Barnes, picks up her cane and saunters away. Later that day, Concealed Carrie returns home, removes all traces of her disguise, and sits to relax as Kathy Lee Linker. Her niece Brittany is bubbling with questions. How'd it go, Aunt Kath? Let's just say that Concealed Carrie's first adventure was a success. At that moment, Boyce bursts in. Kathy Lee, did you hear how your boyfriend took down an arch-villainess and saved the town's wig supply? I get a medal. Will you finally be full-time on the force? Well, the chief offered it, but I'm not ready. Oh, boys. And you took down this villainess all by yourself? 
Of course I did. You're an idiot. Hey, are you gonna let her talk to me like that? Maybe she's right, boys. But that's another problem for another day. That is another problem for another day. As for now, our tale draws to a close. But what enemies will appear in the future? Is this the last we'll see of the society woman? Will Conceal Curry be able to fulfill her destiny? And will Boyce ever get his act together and propose? Find out in the next thrilling episode of Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter. Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter is a production of the Arkansas Radio Theater. It was created by David J. Eshelman, founder and artistic director of the Arkansas Radio Theater. Tonight's episode was The Pilot, written and directed by Dr. Eshelman. Sam Brashears is recording assistant, Sheldon Slinkard is post-production assistant, and Brooke Davison is director's assistant. The pilot episode featured the following performers. Jane Sewell as the Society Woman, Katie Morgan as Brittany, Siriana Linker as the manager of the wig and makeup store, and Justin Garden as Boyce, with Emily Jenkins as Concealed Carrie and Alex Threlkeld as the narrator. Other performers included Sam Brashears, Brooke Davison, Joe Hodge-Cook, Morgan Perkins, Natasha Rackley, and William Vorster. The Arkansas Radio Theater operates in association with the Arkansas Tech University Department of Speech, Theater, and Journalism, Anthony Caton, Department Head. Again, you have been listening to the pilot episode of Concealed Carry, Diamond State Crime Fighter, an Arkansas Radio Theater production recorded in 2013. Tune in for the next exciting episode. Thank you, and have a good night. And that's this week's show. Please check out the show notes on the Sonic Society website at sonicsociety.org. Check out our Twitter feeds at Sonic Society or at David Alt, or join us in discussion at the Audio Drama Radio Drama, Mutual Audio Network fans, or Sonic Society Facebook groups. Next week we wander west into a little horror, just a perfect companion to your transcontinental terror train ride. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Have a lovely day. Bye now. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... 
Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E.com. Mm-hmm.